0: Welcome to the King Hero IndyCar Podcast with Kirby and Justin. Kirby, how are you? Doing well, Justin. How about yourself? Kirby, uh, we've gone through this long period of, let's face it, making uh, chicken salad out of uh, chicken excrement uh, for so long with nothing to talk about. And now it seems like we've got way too much to cover. Well,
1: a welcome change, right? Hopefully we can uh, not dwell on any one subject for too long.
0: I don't think we're going to dwell on any one subject for too long, but I think we should probably give fair warning to our fair listeners that this one might exceed the type 20 a smidge. <laughs> We've got lots of news that seems to be kind of coming out in the, in the last week or so. Uh, and then, of course, you know it's the beginning of the season so we would be remiss if we didn't have a season preview when you say curb that's right the season's finally here or at least some season predictions i would say and then uh, you know of course you got the first race which is barber curb you're going um, uh-huh. you're going to be on uh, you're going to be on the ground getting a you know put your finger in the air see which way the wind's blowing and get a real smell for what's uh, happening down there Well, my first trip to Barber, I'm very much looking forward to it. I've been to the facility, and um, I know I've told you this before, Kerr, but I'm going to tell you this uh, in front of millions that we broadcast to, and that is uh, the museum there is phenomenal. And so leave yourself a couple hours at least to go through that. It is, I don't even care if you're not a fan of motorcycles or, or cars. You'll still be amazed. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, look forward to it.
0: Yeah. Um sponsors down to one curb down to one. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. I <laughs> know. Anybody uh send us an email if uh, you want to get on board this tremendous marketing opportunity. Uh South Street Diner, Boston, Massachusetts. Mention this podcast to Saul, the owner, and you will get a generous discount on your meal. Plus, the meal will be fantastic. Notice how I did that little extra, Curb, trying to maintain sponsors, going hey. that extra mile. <laughs> got one left. we got to take care of him. Curb, let's get started, shall we? Let's go. Um, I'm going to start with maybe some housekeeping issues. Uh, last podcast, Curb, you brought up an excellent question. Um, what about... The cooling of the, uh, you know, with the addition of the aero screens to the indie cars, um, there was massive cooling problems. You know, the driver's getting too hot it being like a sauna in there uh, last year, particularly early in the year. And then it seemed like it continued to be a problem. And then uh, in the off season, we've heard nothing. And, Curb, uh, you asked the question. I didn't have the answer. I don't think you had the answer. But I think uh, as you as you dutifully did, Curb, you went and kind of did some digging. Tell us what you found out. I uh, sent a question online to an IndyCar Maven, um,
1: Maven uh, expert, and uh, was told that it's not a problem. So uh, I don't know if I believe that one, but uh, that's the amount of uh, new knowledge I've been able to glean since last week.
0: So either they've said they're not going to talk about it anymore, and I don't want you talking about it anymore, or it's just not a problem anymore.
1: Well, that's what they're that's what they're claiming. But I seem to remember late in the season where they were connecting those hoses to the helmets and that kind of thing. And at the end of the race, they'd pull the hose off, and all the marbles would fall out of the hose. Don't you remember that? Yeah. So um, hopefully, hopefully, they've been working on it behind the scenes and just not talking
0: about it. Well. Uh, Perhaps you can ferret out a bit more when in Birmingham. Kirby, uh, did Juan Montoya call – in essence call every IndyCar driver a big pussy uh, when he said, I would like push to pass at Indy?
1: Uh, Well, he (laughs) – it was an inter- interesting comment, I thought, but, uh, you know, he's kind of the uh, it is what it is uh, type of commenter, so I don't know how much uh, weight to put on that comment from him.
0: Well, he, look, I mean, he kind of just basically said, yeah, it makes it more interesting, makes it harder. I'd like to have it. And I think it just kind of threw it, as far as I'm concerned, that threw a marker down to everybody there. like, oh, you guys are just a bunch of pussies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was uh certainly a uh, the opposite reaction that most of the other drivers had and um he certainly has a stature to, to call them pussies if he
0: chooses to. So I agree. I mean, you know, he's uh he's kind of been there and done that and I uh the other I, I think thing you could not avoid uh noticing this week was the trimming of the NBC broadcast team. And then subsequently, the announcing of the broadcast team for the SRX uh, series coming up. And I think you put those two together, and it's pretty interesting stuff, isn't it?
1: Well, I, I thought so. I think I don't think the uh, Paul Tracy uh, schedule reduction has really been widely reported. I saw it in the Indy Star, I think, uh, this morning. But they're cutting back to a two-man booth, I think, for most of the races. They also said they're cutting back to two people on the pit lane for most of the races, which seems a bit concerning. Uh, I think everybody was very happy to hear and and thought it was reason for optimism that so many races were being shown on big NBC network this year. And uh, that all the races are being shown on NBC or NBC Sports Channel. So people took that as a good sign, but I think this is a little bit worrying. Um, Also, you mentioned the SRX Broadcast lineup: uh, Danica Patrick is going to do a couple of races. James Hinchcliffe is going to do a couple of races. And, of and to
0: be clear, the, this is a that's a CBS deal, not and an NBC on,
1: deal. And that's on CBS. And it's on primetime. Yeah, you know, both of those uh, individuals, Danica Patrick and Hinchcliffe, have worked for NBC in prior seasons, and um, you know intended to work with those people going forward. Do you think they would not allow them to go do some shows on on CBS? Well,
0: I think. Unless something very strange is going on, I think it means that uh, Danica will not be gracing us with her presence at this year's 500, Um, which is a real head-scratcher curb after her wonderful performance last year.
1: Two years running now, she's become a fixture on the NBC broadcast. Um, (laughs) But uh, I mean, she
0: phoned that in, so it's not a surprise that she's not coming back.
1: Well, I think Paul Tracy might disagree with you, but the rest of us um, could easily be replaced by, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. or somebody else.
0: And yet, she falls into another network job on CBS, you know, arguably maybe a bit higher profile almost.
1: Possibly. Uh, certainly, um, you know, ties in with her many years in NASCAR and, um, but it's, it's kind of a guest gig. She's only doing two of the six races. Um, Hinchcliffe is doing two, and it's not like it's um, a full-time job for her or anything
0: like that. Uh, focusing on Tracy a little bit, and, you know, I, I mean, first of all, I, I think he does a great yeah. – Townsend Ball – you know, now we now we got Townsend Bell, right? Um, yeah. And half the time we're not going to have Paul Tracy with Townsend Bell. That sounds not – overly intriguing to me you wonder it said for a multitude of reasons i think the press NBC statement on that uh, tracy was only going to be on so many shows i is is a multitude of is was that just a multitude of dollars is that a multitude (laughs) of reasons curb
1: i would think so no no other reason comes to mind Uh, that makes sense Um, well
0: this will certainly make people like they happy
1: Well, that's for sure. Maybe, maybe they's throwing his weight around, uh, figuratively. And um,
0: how long will uh, it be before they takes credit for some of this?
1: What I'm curious. Problem with
0: that is you'd have to listen to they.
1: Well, you're the glutton for punishment there. I know.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god.
1: You know what I'm curious to see is they they say they're cutting down to two man booths. So the six or seven races that Tracy is doing uh, outside the 500. Uh, Does that mean that it's just Lee Diffie and and Paul Tracy and no Townsend Bell? Uh, I'll be curious to see.
0: I think what it really says, I mean, if you're really doing a a harsh analysis of it, is ratings are bad, got to cut production costs.
1: Maybe they're trying an alternative business model this season to see if it makes sense going forward uh, as far as renewals, contract renewals and that kind of thing. Sure. You know, like the rest of the world, it could be uh, lessons learned during COVID about how much of this and that we need to to have it at uh, at work, at home, whatever. Uh, people cut back on things and found out they didn't need them last year.
0: Like drinking? No, they were drinking more.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Office space uh employees so on and so forth a lot lot of
1: people a lot of people learn to live with less life
0: oh so are you calling paul tracy like a mid-level management employee that was completely superfluous to the needs of the 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 venture
1: well that that might be the the feeling back at uh nbc these days
0: we're gonna have to have i think we're gonna have to have paul on curb i mean there's too many questions here that have to be answered
1: Either that or it's fallout from uh, Paul drooling over Danica's yellow pumps last year at the race. But one or the other. One or
0: the other. One or the other. But uh, um, yeah, it might be time to get down to Vegas and uh, talk to the old boy over a couple of cocktails. Sounds like a good idea. Speaking of cocktails, how many cocktails did Cody Ware have the other day as he was driving the uh, Xfinity race?
1: It was the big boy race, wasn't it? Sorry, it, was the it wasn't the,
0: it was it. I, and, it was, and I apologize, to. I'm sure people are jumping through their whatever, their conveyance. They're listening to this. I'd say, it wasn't, it, it wasn't. I'm not an NASCAR guy. I'm not claiming to be.
1: I think they were in Martinsville. And um, he, I'd say he had at least one too many. That's for sure.
0: Wow. I mean, that reads like a horror show. And, and for those of you who didn't catch up on this, I mean, Cody Ware who's entering the season at some point where racing his father's uh team is uh partnering up with dale Coyne for a few of the races um well partnering up with dale coin and then cody's gonna jump in the car uh looks like at the 500 curve but i don't know where else they've been all over the map it's kind of hard to follow what he's doing or not
1: doing but right now he did test at indy last week so i think the thinking is that they're considering putting him in the 500 in a third coin car. The Grosjean car is being shared with Pietro Fittipaldi for Texas and Indy, and I think potentially Grosjean is going to do the gateway race. facing racing that uh, Cody Ware does being be in a third car.
0: Okay, but the point is, he's at this race with his teammate, James <coughs> Davidson, uh, right. for a – former Indy 500 fames uh, who's recently announced he's not doing the 500 anymore. He's putting his <clears throat> time and effort and money into trying to get more races in NASCAR. And I, by all accounts, he's, he's, he's pretty good in NASCAR. <laughs> they're, they're on the track. Uh, and all of a sudden there, uh, there's a feud of all feuds where inevitably Cody Ware decides oh, he's had enough of it and just basically spins uh, James Davidson who was ahead of him out. Right? right and that was early in the race and the race got postponed for weather or whatever and then they go back again and uh cody announces on the radio that uh anytime he's ahead of me i'm he's getting turned i'm not going to fight him anymore right and he says that on the radio and his his father then chimes in with i've heard enough over the radio cody Discipline him as he's racing
1: well, and the team manager says uh, any more we're going to park you. So and and this is this is a day late I mean it was a rain delay of a whole day. I, he had a, he had a day to cool off and still couldn't control himself.
0: Can you imagine the other indie car drivers now kind of rating this account and thinking this guy's going to be on the track with me in open wheel? Oh well, my I, god. I I you know, I kind of wondered if the powers that be might say, "Hey,
1: you don't have any open wheel experience anyway, and you've got this brief history there a month, a couple of weeks before the month of May starts, and uh, you're going to go out there and race with these guys in the Indy 500. I'm not, I'm not so sure how they'll look upon that.
0: I got to tell you, it's even,
1: even Dale Coyne. I got to wonder how he
0: look yeah, on it. Yeah, I that. mean, I don't. You don't want a guy with a temper out there. I mean, you can't spin somebody around at the 500 without major consequences. Right you'd have if you're Scott Dixon or you know I'm just picking him but you know pick any of the veterans it's like oh my god I don't want to be anywhere near that guy yeah i mean even to a guy like, like Rick Ware who's kind of newly involved in the series and a new owner and bringing in money which IndyCar desperately wants to promote i mean that's that's going right out there let's put it that way curb before we kind of get into the meat of the show i have to bring something up to you I know you're aware of this. Bring it. And uh, I'm still waiting for – apologies, not the word I'm looking for, but just some acquiescence on your part to just say, you know, Justin, you're right. I'm wrong. I don't know what's wrong with me, and I really wish I would respect your opinion more, and I will make an an effort to do so more so in the future. That's what I'd like to hear.
1: That's what you're waiting for? Yes, that's what
0: <laughs> okay. I'm waiting for. <laughs> all right, so here's your opportunity curb f one ratings first race e s p n through the roof. Oh my God, this is unbelievable. Need to
1: silence that phone.
0: Hello, hey, honey. yeah uh,
2: so I'm gonna be home a lot later. so boo locked herself out of her apartment and car. She's been outside for like an hour now because I didn't get her message. So I got a ban. Her roommates are likely gone for the night because their power is out and not coming back, not predicted to get back on. She can't take an Uber because she doesn't have a mask. She's like completely locked outside. So I'm going to go get her and bring her home.
0: Okay. Why didn't she call me?
2: I don't know. Maybe she was embarrassed. I will go get <laughs> her.
0: That's a reasonable assumption. <laughs>
2: it probably was. Yeah. So, I
0: mean, she's... Rather she, freeze she, than, than in, incur my wrath. Um, she's, you
2: know, in tears. She's upset. She's been outside in the cold and the snow. Like, it's, it's not... She's very upset.
0: So, We'll find out her. why she didn't call me. That. That's ridiculous.
2: I will then tell her that when in doubt, just go home to your family and call your family. That's what family's for. So, you should never... You know, we all make mistakes. So, I will... Um, I guess she just didn't expect her roommates to be gone.
0: But at least she has her cell phone with her. So All right. I'm, do you uh, wanna? Do you want right so. I mean, are the roads bad, or do you want to take my car?
2: You know what? I actually think I'm kind of okay because it's not snowing anymore, and I'm on the road,
0: and it's actually not bad. It's just like wet. Okay. So All right. I'm not got actually it. Not worried got it. Got it. Got it. Got okay, it. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. <sighs> That's right. Okay. Um. So curb. I now await. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) So, Kerb, now I await, uh, and hopefully we'll get what I've been so longing for, Um, F1 ratings through the roof on ESPN. What possible explanation would you have for that, (laughs) Kerb? Well, the
1: uh, newly uh, competitive series this year without the – Lewis Hamilton domination. That must be it.
0: That must be it. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh huh. And you don't think it might have anything to do with uh, the the enormously popular Drive to Survive uh, series, of which I I know anecdotally dozens of people who have interest in F one and had never even known motor racing before, but watch that series and now watch F one. You don't think it had have anything to do with that by chance, could you?
1: Well, you never say never. It's, it's always possible. Um, you said the first episode this year uh, was pretty lackluster, so I I don't want to give it all the credit, but it's possible. I can't Well I've, I can't seen, deny.
0: I've seen many of the episodes now, and while I find this the least compelling season I've watched to date um, – and I just watched the uh the episode that profiled the Grosjean crash and that was just a bit over the top for me. Did but they say how he got out of the car? Divine intervention.
1: Did he go through the the uh the or did he go out the top?
0: I, when I'm you think I'm being facetious when I'm saying divine intervention is what they attributed it to. Right. But Divine intervention is what they attributed it to. Uh,
1: okay. All right.
0: Just so, curious. yeah. So, uh, look, I am not a defender of the series this this year. I didn't I'm, – I'm, like I said, it's it's okay. It's definitely watchable, but it's not as – I think as good as the previous two seasons were. Um, yeah. But it doesn't matter what I think in that, and I don't think it really matters what you think, Curb. The thing is people are watching it. It has driven people to the sport, all right? Road to Indy is now having; they're getting a little series, and IndyCar Car is.
1: Uh, Who's getting in, a little series?
0: Uh, the, the Road to Indy. What I mean, it's not series? like it's not like on Netflix or anything like that, but they're 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 doing a production. All right. Uh, and you know. Whether you think driver just is terrible or not, I don't see how you can possibly be a fan of racing and not find it at least a little interesting, but okay. We've had this argument before, but at the end of the day, people are finding it interesting. It's driving people to F1. And I it's, as we discussed on previous shows, it's probably going to be too little too late and they'll screw it up anyways, Car, So it's, it's hard to get excited about them even doing a me too on that.
1: I think we've, again, talked about this many times on the show about how, it would be smart for IndyCar to try to you know, essentially copycat the same thing and for the same reasons of trying to drive interest in the sport. So um, if you want me to say uh, you were right and I was wrong, I guess I'll say that. But um, just because I don't like the show doesn't mean I think it's a bad idea um, in terms of driving interest in your, your product. All kidding aside, it, it has to have had some influence on um, – building an american audience for uh, the series it remains to be seen if that continues uh throughout the season those ratings but they certainly got off to a good start
0: well it's certainly looking like it curb that's all i can say is certainly looking like it and there's right. it's, it's the only thing you can point to 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 say that why that's uh driven up ratings in this country it's a mystery i mean like i said uh, the second I saw uh, – if I was an IndyCar exec, the second I saw the first episode of that Drive to Survive series, I'd be like, oh, my God, we'd have to have this. And I don't yeah. think anybody there had that thought. Not, I, I guarantee you, nobody there had that thought.
1: Not since uh, Randy Bernard, right? He he opened a Hollywood office during his tenure, and I think it was swiftly closed after he was let go.
0: Yeah, there you go. Let's talk a little bit about the season. The upcoming season. What I'd like you to do, Curb, and I will do the same, is can you pick one or two things that you're watching this year, or, or you know, tales that that will be told during the the season. You know, why that interests you, and, and and are you going to be kind of watching and following as the season trumbles along?
1: Question there, but you know, fortunately, I think this year there will be plenty of storylines. I think we've talked about. A lot again. It'll be the uh, the driver lineup at uh, at Penske. I think we're all s- still skeptical that they'll return with four cars in 2022. So, you know, is this a race off between Power and Pagano. Um, you know, what what kind of dynamics will that create for uh, the Penske drivers in particular? Name drivers are potentially up for their contracts at the end of the season. So. There could be a potential for a lot of change when the season's over. Um, and again, what kind of stress and what kind of uh, dynamics does that create um, for a lot of these drivers going forward? Sure.
0: I'll tell you what I'm looking at curb. I'm looking at the ascendancy of the arrow McLaren SP team. I think they're going to be a force this year.
1: They've been talked about so much here recently in, uh, in those terms that you'd think they'd already arrived and, and no longer needed to ascend. But um, I think the jury's still out. I think certainly um, awards should be, Pato. Awards should be a driver to be uh, reckoned with at most places this year. I remain a skeptic on Rosenquist and uh, curious to see if he really uh, shines the way people are assuming that he will at, at Arrow.
0: I'm going to go one step further, Kerbman. It might be the whiskey talking. All right. But. I predict Juan Montoya will win this year's Indy 500.
1: Okay. For Aero McLaren SP. Mm-hmm.
0: You didn't like that. You didn't like I predicted his, his winning the 500. Certainly a solid pick. Um, I think this could also be the year curb of the decline of the old dog and the putting out to pasture of some of the old dogs. Um, I hope I'm wrong about that. I really do. Uh, I'm really beginning to feel like, you know, and, and, you know, old these days, I think, could be anybody over 30. This is the first season. Everybody's always talking about youth being served and so forth and the depths of the field and so forth. But, I mean, there do appear to be some really skilled youngsters coming up that are going to be – knocking some of these guys out of jobs.
1: I think Hurt is a given. I think Hurt has arrived already. We don't need to think of him as uh, somebody still in the come. Um, award, again, everybody's everybody's pretty much given him two or three race, race wins this year, so uh, we'll count him as uh, arrived. Um, I think a couple other guys maybe have been given a little more credit than they deserve so far, so I think they have still have something to prove. VK Palau. Um, those type of guys. But I think the old guard is still going to uh, have plenty to show this year. I think they're still going to win the majority of the races and the majority of the podium spots. And um, I think they'll hold off the youngsters for, for at least one more year.
0: Kerb, any, um, or a uh, prediction do you want to make?
1: Well, my, uh, my rational series champion prediction would be new garden. I think he's been the best driver uh, over the last, Four or five years. In my mind, he could have won four. Years. He could be a four-time defending champion. Eliminate a couple of brain fades and get a couple of breaks.
0: All right. What's your irrational choice?
1: My sentimental choice is willpower. He seems to put himself in a hole every year and then charge, charge back to the top five or so by the time the season's over. And um, it'll be interesting to see if he can get off to a, a decent start for a change, and, um, and uh, then, then watch him try to hold it together.
0: Well my irrational and rational choice is the same guy and it's willpower Uh, it's really interesting to me i don't know if you've noticed this curve like when you read some of these uh experts in our industry pontificating um he has dropped off the list of being mentioned it's uh it's dixon it's herda it's a ward it's uh rossi sometimes it's new garden Mm -hmm. and uh, Powers dropped off the being mentioned list And and you know you and I Had this discussion uh, I don't think we had it on air but we had this discussion With Jack Bennion I mean he doesn't even think The guy has a shot in hell and I just well, think That's crazy the,
1: the problem or the challenge However you want to define it for Power Has been that When his day doesn't go right when he has a bad day He has spectacularly bad days Two drivers that immediately come to mind Newgarden and Dixon who Even when they don't have their best stuff seem to make the best they can out of their days and therefore keep themselves in the chase. Over the last four seasons, uh, Will Power's averaging finish spot is roughly 9.5 to 10 uh, most of those seasons. And it takes about a 5 to a 6 average finish to to uh, win the series. And it just proves, you know, he's he wins two or three races every year. He gets multiple podiums and multiple poles. Dixon... Gets a bad break, gets shoveled back into the pack. Always seems to be able to work himself back up into the top 10. When Will Power gets shuffled back, I never really see him move forward. He just seems to be stuck where he is. Unless Tim Cinder can do some magic with pit stops and get him out into open air and and jump some people, um, he doesn't really seem to have the ability to overcome the bad breaks. And that's been his downfall. And unless he can just get a clean season and not have to overcome those kind of issues, then...
0: Well, I still think he's one of the best, if not the best driver out there. Um,
1: he, he, he's as fast or faster
0: than anybody. This may be some of you know, him being out of the spotlight a little bit, you know, kind of like lower expectations uh, of him this year. What appears to me to be lower expectations of him this year may serve him well. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. I know it's a, it's a, it's a pick. It's uh it's one to put your money on.
1: As he has said the last two or three years, he just needs to focus on getting off to a good start and, and, uh, keeping himself from digging a big hole.
0: You notice how Rossi's been in the series now six years?
1: This will be his sixth year, right?
0: Yeah. Sneaks yeah. up on you, doesn't it?
1: It sure does. Yeah. I mean
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean he was the young gun that was gonna, you know, win five uh you know five championships and blah 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 and there was, you know and now here we are in year six and horrible year last year. And I'm not this is not a anti Alexander Rossi comment, but you know, it's just shows it to show you that you know, it takes a lot, to kind of put it all together and win the ser- championship. I say now more. I mean, God, I hate this thing. Oh, the field's as deep as it's ever been, but I, I think you can almost say that with a straight face this year.
1: You know, you could be ninth or tenth in the series, and it really wouldn't be a, a bad showing.
0: Yeah, but if you know if Frosty doesn't do it in the next year or two, right? It's it's here was a guy that everybody thought was going to win, you know, multiple multiple championships, and hell, he could have a career and not not win one. But, you know, I mean, he's got a
1: good 10 years or more. I would, You'd have to assume he'd pick one off there sooner or later.
0: Well, as you've often lamented, because it, it appears that maybe he would have been able to go to Penske at some point. Maybe he should have.
1: I agree. And, um, you know, I'm I'm assuming that the opportunity to come around again in a year or two. And he might have to think real hard about it.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think it will. That's, the, that's the, the funny thing about it is he's getting in that weird age where Penske will be looking younger. He's a
1: Penske perfect guy, right? I think in terms of uh, the way he carries himself and.
0: But I mean, you know, they they got uh, McLaughlin coming in, and uh, I mean, there's there's Herda and a Ward out there. There's some pretty young guys that are, you would think uh, mm-hmm. Roger might say, well, you know, I got a longer longer road with them. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, that's certainly true. He could get aced out by one of those guys if the timing's wrong.
0: Uh, time racing and timing and and driving i mean it's it's a lot of it is just timing the one that always comes to mind for me is like sebastian Bourdais. i mean ever since he came back from f1 i mean horrible timing he should have been on ganassi you know but he could never he could never get it right uh we we picked our champions right
1: yep uh the other storyline i think will be the leader card circle money last year there were 22 leaders card um circle of money recipients and there were 23 yep. drivers yep. and uh, Marco famously crashed out at St. Pete and uh, lost out on that million dollars. Well, this year they're going into the season with 24 teams, presumably all fighting for those 22 spots. So uh, I think that will be a very interesting storyline to follow too. I'm curious your thoughts on who's in the most danger going heading into the season to, to finish 23rd and 24th and miss out on that money
0: right off the top of my head. Uh, you got to go to Jimmy Johnson. The second one's a little bit tougher. Um, you know, Dalton Kellett uh springs to mind. You know, and and although I and I and I kind of like the guy now, and I do think he's made some improvements, but I suspect we might be surprised with who that other person might be. People have bad luck and, you know, get a bad run or they got it's just not gelling for them at the team and uh very well be somebody else. Like Marco was last year.
1: I guess my third um, possibility there was the Chilton uh, car presumably being shared with Daly on the Ovals. I think those three, Johnson's car, Kellett's car and Chilton's car seem like the three most likely uh, to be fighting out for that last spot. You know, if you're if you're Foyt and that Kellett car, do you do you see them when you get down to the last four or five races considering making a change just to try to keep uh, that car in the in the leader circle count uh, standings like they did last year. If you look at the Johnson, Tony Cannon car, you know, Tony Cannon really needs to make some hay. At, uh, he's got two races at Texas, and he's got a double points race at Indy. you got to do well there to help support that team and
0: try to keep them in the running. I'll throw one more in there. This may surprise you a little bit. Is um, I think Ed Jones is not a, a proven commodity yet, so I don't think we know what we're going to get from Ed.
1: I can't fault you there. That one crossed my mind a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I kind of looked at the, maybe the Carpenter daily car. You know, daily well, it really wasn't that strong last year on the street and road courses. And then Carpenter had a bad run in the 500. I think he crashed out on the first lap or something like that. So yep. if they yep. had that kind of combination again, they could be in trouble. Shall we
0: move on, Barber? Move on. Let's go. I don't know. <laughs> not sure I have much to say about Barber, actually. Um, you, Curb?
1: Joseph Newgarden Track, and the Scott Dixon Track for the last number of years. Um, they didn't race there last year in 2019. Uh, Sato pretty much led from from uh, flag to flag.
0: All right, Curb. Well, uh, and, of course, I, and
1: of course, Pato Award because he's going to lead the way everywhere.
0: But, you seem to have a little maybe problem with uh, people uh, pointing out Pato as a contender here, Curb. You, nice. you don't you don't sound convinced. Uh,
1: he's doing well, but the hype train is really uh, really hyping him up.
0: Yeah, I, I do tend to agree with you on that. Um, I think he has a potential to, to actually live up to it. Uh, I do. He does, sure. Uh, but but uh, I agree. They're they're hyping him pretty early pretty hard. Kerbala, why don't we just do picks? All right. Let's do it. All right. A uh, little rock, paper, scissors. Call it off. Okay. One, two, three, scissors. Do it again. One, two, three, paper. All right, you got it. I'm going to take New Garden for all, all right. the reasons you just said. Uh, all right. Multiple time winner there seems to, you know, seems to be there going to be a contender all season. Uh, hard not to pick him as the most likely winner of the race.
1: Well, then I'll uh, have to come back with Dixon again for the reasons we just said.
0: Going with my theme, willpower.
1: I'm going to stick with my theme. I'm going to go with Herda, Colton Herda.
0: Colton Herda. You know, the the Ray Hall, both Ray Hall drivers very strong last year at that course. Very strong. Right. But I kind of get the sinking feeling that maybe neither you or I will pick them for a top six. Well, it's a pretty competitive top six there. Um,
1: Rossi. Cannot fault you. Uh, but just for fun, I'm going to go ahead and go with Graham Ray Hall. After talking you out of it.
0: Well, I mean, there was only one car that was faster than Graham Ray's Hall's last year, and that was Takuma Sato's. Well,
1: uh, I like Sato, but he is not Mr. Consistency.
0: And Graham Um, actually kind of was Mr. Consistency last year, just not not consistently first or second.
1: Yeah. Graham needs to improve his qualifying. And uh, if he can do that, he, and I'm sitting here now wondering why I didn't pick one or two other drivers instead of Ray Hall. But by all accounts, Ray Hall's been very strong in preseason testing. Um, seems to be very focused and ready to go. So I'm going to give him the, the uh, sixth pick here in our little game.
0: All right. Well, Curb uh looking forward to it finally something to watch finally something to comment on we may or may not try to do a quick you know johnny on the spot uh, interview with you while we're there and uh you know just get a feel and maybe just put a little five minute or out there and i just want to thank everybody for listening
1: i agree thanks everybody enjoy uh, the barber race and uh have a good week and a good weekend